The following shiur has been delivered by Diane Yosef Greenwald, Diane at the Betavad. For more information or shiurim, please visit vshc.org or call 1-844-200-TSHC. That's 1-844-200-8742. The Zohar Kadosh tells us at length that the great Kiddushah of the day of Lagba Omer is due to the fact that it's on the day of Hod Shebahod, the Midah, that we talk about as the Tikkun, for the Svirata Omer of the day of Lagba Omer, is the depth of the Midah of Hod, without getting into the Kabbalistic uh, meaning and explanations and what that means for our personal uh, Tikkun, the Zohar understands that Lagba Omer is rooted in the entirety of the week of Hod. The first day of the week of Hod, the Tikkun of Hod, is the day of Pesach Sheni. So it's really, this week is really a experience, really a celebration of Pesach Sheni, which is almost, I don't know if there's any other mitzvah in the Torah that speaks specifically to lost opportunity. Torah tells us in Parashat Baalotcha there was a group of people that in the second year after Bnei Yisrael left Mitzrayim were not able to, they were Tameh, they were not able to participate in the Korban Pesach. And Moshe Rabbeinu asks HaKadosh Baruch Hu what to do and the answer comes back from on high, a creation of a new mitzvah called Pesach Sheni. Now, what's interesting, you know, if we... If we'll leave out, again, the undertones of what the idea of lost opportunities has to do with the, uh, the celebration of the Hilulav, Rabbi Shimon Bar Yochai, and what that has to do with a deeper understanding of the Tikkun that's necessary through Limud HaKabbalah before Mashiach comes, let's leave all that aside. Let's concentrate for a few minutes on the halachic ramifications. Something interesting which is, uh, gives us perspective in different areas in halacha, in the uh, in the mitzvah of Pesach Sheni, and that is that the Torah tells us that the reason why a person would be allowed to bring Pesach Sheni is if he was unable to fulfill the korban Pesach, and we understand somebody is tameh that's due to no fault of his own. Actually, the halacha is the way it's expressed in the pasuk and the way it's explained in the sugyot of the ninth parak of. Mesechet Pesachim that was learned by the Dafyomi right before Pesach, is that if a person was Tameh and willingly did not uh, purify himself in order to be able to participate in the Kavan Pesach, so then he's guilty, the, the one who's not ne- uh, willingly negligent to bring the Kavan Pesach is Chayev. It's not just that he was Mevatel, a Mitzvat Aseh Midoraita, but he is Chayev Karet. It's as if he did an Avera, it's the same thing as eating uh, one of the more severe forms of forbidden foods or engaging in forbidden relationships. And, and, and a penalty which is only incurred for being negligent in being Mekayem HaMitzvah in two instances. One is the lack of bringing a Korban Pesach, and one is the lack of, uh, of having a Brit Milah. If somebody lives out his life and he willingly, we're not talking about a father not circumcising, not being mal his son. 
We're talking about somebody being by choice an Arel, not being circumcised, and living his life that way, so then the ultimate punishment for that is Karet. Again, it's a, he didn't do anything. He only didn't do. And still, even though normally that does not carry a punishment, it's just a loss of being Mikayem and Mitzvah, over here it does. And the same thing is true. The Pasuk tells us in uh, Parashat Balotcha that a person could also have not been uh, participating in the first Pesach, in the Pesach Rishon, and he's allowed to make up that opportunity in the Pesach Sheni, um, also in the case of he was Bederech Rechoka, he was far away. What's far away? The Gemara has a whole discussion outside the confines of Yerushalayim. Um, he's far away enough that he's not in the vicinity of Yerushalayim on the day that the Korban Pesach was brought on, the 14th day of Nisan. Inherent in this assumption is the fact that if he's far away, what stopped him from getting there before? What stopped him from getting there before? And the it's clear in the Sugyot, in Psachim, in the ninth parak, that the penalty, the severe penalty of Karet, is only insofar that he is in Yerushalayim at the time of the bringing of the Korban Pesach, and he does not bring the Korban Pesach. However, what happens? Let's say somebody is in uh, he's in the north of uh, he's in the north of Eretz Yisrael. He's in Tveri, He's in Tzvat. He's in wherever he wherever he comes from, and he just didn't come. That does not have with it the Onesh of Karet. In that context, let's open up a window into a fascinating discussion by quoting a Tosfot in Psachim Gimel Amid Bet. And the Tosfot over there discusses the famous Tanner of Yehuda Ben Betera. Reb Yudav sent a non-Jew who had wanted to eat, who said that he had posed as a Jew the year before they eaten from the Karban Pesach, and he told, sent him to Yerushalayim to ask for his portion from the Karban Pesach from the fat of the tail of the animal. And with that, they realized he was an imposter because that's an impossibility with the Karban Pesach from a sheep. So they caught on right away. He, t- he told them in the name of Reb Yudav Ben Betera, to give him that choice cut of meat. They realized obviously that something was up, they caught him, and they sent a letter of thanks to Yehuda uh, Ben Betera for catching an imposter. Okay, in that context, Tosfot wants to know the obvious. Why was Yehuda Ben Betera not there? He sent the guy, he sent the guy, he sent the non-Jew. Why was he not by the Korban Pesach? And Tosfot gets into a discussion about why Reb Yehuda ben Betera was not Ole Regal, why he was not Mekayim, the positive commandment, Mitzvah Taseb Medoraita, of being Ole Regal three times a year for the, for the, for the Chagim. And Tosvot says maybe he was in Chutzlas, maybe he didn't own land, and only people that are landowners have to be Ole Regal. And what's striking about the Tosvot is that Tosvot skips discussing about the fact that he didn't have to bring the Korban Pesach. Why didn't he go to bring the Korban Pesach? Tyson only gets into a discussion that he had to be Ole Regal. What about the Korban Pesach? Tosfot doesn't discuss it. 
all the lines of reasoning that Tosfot takes over there are all reasons why the Torah describes Ole Regel from going up from your property to Hashem's property, so to speak. So you have to be a landed owner. You have to have property in order to, the Torah also says that when you leave your property to go to Yerushalayim, to make that trip, then uh, the non-Jews that are around won't grab your property. It talks about somebody leaving his land. But what does that have to do with Karban Pesach? Sounds like whoever's patur from being Ole Regal is patur from Korban Pesach. Why? So the Minchat Chinuch in, uh, in his, in the mitzvah, uh, it's actually mitzvah hey of Shechitata Pesach in, uh, in Ot Yud Gimel brings this problem and he brings from a tzlach. The tzlach is the classic sefer, um, on Mesechtot from the author of the Nodeb Yehuda. And the Tzlach's approach is to say that um, the mitzvah of bringing the Korban Pesach is on the 14th day of Nisan. There's nothing that would be mechaiv, there's nothing that would obligate a person from making the trip. Let's say it's a two-week trek. There's nothing that would be mechayev that person to go on a two-week trek to bring the Korban Pesach. Who says? The mitzvah is on the 14th day in Nisan. Because ask ourselves, you could ask yourself a, so to speak, a uh, an almost hypothetical question. Is the mitzvah that the Torah said to do on the 14th day of Nisan, or for that matter, the first day of uh, Sukkot, on the 15th day of Tishrei, to take a lulav and esrik, is the mitzvah all year round to make sure that lulav happens on the first day of Sukkot? Or no, the day before that you don't have the mitzvah. You have the mitzvah to pick up a lulav and on the 15th day of Sukkot. What's the difference? Either way, you have to do it. The difference is, who says that the week before that I have to go to the store and I have to look through 20 etrogim of course, we understand in terms of Avodat Hashem and wanting to do Ratzon and doing mitzvot. But in terms of obligation, purely legal halachic terms, am I mechuyav to go to the store the week before that? Do I have a mitzvah of lulav and etrog the week before that? Maybe not. Maybe not. The mitzvah is only on the 15th day of, of Tishrei. So the week before that, I don't have to go. If I have, I, maybe I won't have, so I won't have. Am I, it was Yehuda ben Betera mechuyav the week before that to rent a donkey and travel to Yushalayim? Maybe not. What are you going to tell me? The mitzvah of Aliyah Beregel? There the Torah specifically says, everybody has, there the mitzvah is to make the trip. The mitzvah is not the appearance in the Bet HaMikdash on the first day of the Chag, the mitzvah is to leave your home three times a year and travel up. But the Korban Pesach doesn't say that. This that the Torah says that if somebody is in the vicinity of Yerushalayim and he does not bring the Korban Pesach, he's punished with an ultimate punishment of Karet, Baminan, that's because he's there. But who says the day before that that he has to make the effort to be there. Sir Yudem Emetera was not mavatal anything by going. Why, but why didn't he make the trip for Ali Laregel, the pilgrimage three times a year, that he didn't have to do for the various reasons that are explained in Tosfot. This is the way the Tzlach understands the Tosfot. The Minchat Chinuch has a very serious problem with this understanding. He says, isn't it obvious 
that in order to facilitate that a Jew is going to take a lulav and a trog on the 15th day of Tishrei, that obviously there's some type of preparation that's necessary. You're going to say that a Jew is not mechuyav to make sure that he has matzot before Leil HaSeder, so that he's not going to have. Of course, the mitzvah of the night of the 15th day of Nisan is mechayev, obligates you to place in order, go bake, or whatever you have to do to make sure there are matzot on your on your seder table when you sit down that night of the, of the first night of Pesach. So, the Milchat Chinuch argues on the assumption, and he says that can't be the pshat. So what we have over here is an interesting discussion on whether one is mechuyav to make the preparations before mitzvah. Or we could ask ourselves in the broader context, is making, doing what you fundamentally need in order to be mekayem the mitzvah, is that part of the mitzvah? The, 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 the parts that are done before? The Yushalmi actually has an interesting discussion about why not make a bracha on building a sukkah. That would, this would be a classic example. Building a sukkah is not the mitzvah of sitting in a sukkah the first night of sukkot. But the building of the sukkah is a mitzvah. What's interesting is the Yerushalmi doesn't have this discussion by baking matzah. So what we would have to say is that baking matzah has nothing to do with the eating. Building the sukkah, really when you build a home, even before you live there, you're designating this as your residence. The mitzvah of sitting in the sukkah, the first night of sukkot, is not the mitzvah of eating in the sukkah. The Torah describes living in the sukkah. The first step to that is, the first step to having a home to live in is buying it, renting it, renovating it, whatever has to be done to designate it as a suitable place for you to live. Building of the sukkah, therefore, is inherently part of the mitzvah. There would be a thought maybe to make a bracha on it. Baking matzah is just the way to have it, but it has nothing to do with the eating of it. Maybe that would be the explanation. But in any case, the Milchat Chinuch wants to know, so why is it that if a person is outside the confines of the immediate vicinity of Yerushalayim, he's in, he's 20 miles out, on Erev Pesach, he's not, he's not punished with the punishment of Karet. Why not? He says, you have to say that really, the guy who's 20 miles away and didn't bother getting into a car or a bus or on a donkey to make the trip to Yushalayim was mivatel the mitzvah taseh. But with the full brunt of the punishment of being in Yushalayim, is only when you're in Yushalayim. The full brunt of the punishment of karet is only if he's in Yushalayim, he doesn't bring it. Just hard to understand. If, if the punishment of Karban Pesach, not doing it, is karet, why would it make a difference if you're negligent? You're telling me that if the, if he's sitting on, on, he's sitting on his deck, sunning, the day before Pesach, and he doesn't bother making the trip, he is guilty of not being Mekayim. He was Mevatel the Mitzvah. But it's not on the same level, not with the same intensity, it's only when you Shalayim, he's in, he's in Hashem's face, so to speak, and he's not bringing it, well, what's, what's the understanding? So perhaps we would add the following bit of commentary. Like we said, the, the position of the Minchat Chinuch, which seems to be very sensible, is is that the only way to be Mekayem Mitzvot is by investing the care and expense, time, 
whatever needs to be done in order to facilitate the kiyum of those mitzvot. You can't have a good lulav if you didn't pick one out. You can't have matzah if you don't bake it. You can't have tefillin if you didn't order it from a sofer in Yerushalayim a year before your son's bar mitzvah. Whatever is necessary in order to be mekayim mitzvot, right? Let's say there's a mitzvah of putting a fence around your house, you know, if you have a, if you have a roof. And it's not protected. That means you have to get lumber, and you have to have nails, and you have to have drills. You have to call a uh, you have to call a carpenter if necessary. All this is part of it. The, the what's necessary for the kiyum of the mitzvah, even if it's not the time. That's not such a good example because you you mechuyav now. But anything that's your mechuyav on a certain time, you have to go out and buy wicks and oil in order to have what to light the first night of Hanukkah. So that that's definitely that you. But what I'd like to add in terms of commentary, and I think this is what the Minchat Chinuch means to tell us, is that, you know, when we talk about doing an Avera, we talk about doing something which is against Hashem's will. When a person is Mevatel Amitzvah he didn't do anything. Which is why, let's say, there's a difference that a lav, a person mechuyav to give up all his money in order not to eat one kezayit of nevela or basa bechalav or whatever it is. A mitzvah to say one is not mechuyav in order to get a lulav, in order to get told to give up all his wealth. The Gemara tells us till a fifth of his wealth. Why is that? Because not being Mikayem and Mitzvah say is more of a lost opportunity. He didn't do anything wrong. He just didn't take that opportunity to come close to Hashem by being Mikayem, one of his mitzvot. But he didn't do anything wrong. That being said, there are only two mitzvot say where a person, by not fulfilling that mitzvah say is actually doing something wrong. And these two mitzvot say are the two mitzvot say that have within an oinish, within the punishment of karet. Why? Karet is only for doing an avera. It's not about not doing. What's the doing over here? The mitzvah of Pesach and the mitzvah Brit Milah are both considered the Brit, the undividable bridge and connection and, and treaty between Klal Yisrael and Hashem. When a person does not bring the carbon Pesach, it's not just a function of, well, you didn't get the mitzvah. That could be, even if you were the day before that, and you were just too lazy to get on the bus, you lost an opportunity. You didn't get a mitzvah of carbon Pesach. When a person is in Yerushalayim, and he doesn't bring the carbon Pesach, it's not a function of missing an opportunity to be became a mitzvah. It's a, what he's doing is he's actively undermining or is actively flouting that he has no connection with that Brit. The Brit of Am Yisrael and Hashem is for, reforged every year with the Gavan Pesach. The Brit that every Jew has from the moment that he comes into this world together with Hashem is the Mitzvah Brit Milah. So if a person is outside Yerushalayim and he didn't bring Gavan Pesach, he's negligent. He didn't. He, was, he lost an opportunity. He wasn't necessarily on the wrong side of Kiyum Habrit. But if a person is in Yerushalayim and he doesn't bring a Korban Pesach, it's not just that he didn't bring the Korban Pesach. What he did was, he broke his bond with HaKadosh Baruch Hu. That's That's an active Averi, that's not passive. And that's why it has a much more severe punishment, because it's something else totally. That's only when it's Yerushalayim. I think this is what the Mechaz Chinuch is saying. If a person just didn't do whatever he has to do to be Mekayim and Mitzvah, so at the end of the day, 
you know, you, you didn't want to bother getting a lulav, you didn't go bake matzah, you don't have it. You won't be mekayim the mitzvah. What's the difference if it's the day before that, the week before that, the minute of, who cares? At the end of the day, you weren't mekayim the mitzvah. When we talk about Yerushalayim, we're talking about not bringing a korban Pesach, we're talking about flouting Klal Yisrael's connection with HaKadosh Baruch Hu. That's, that's a positive in Avera. Well, let's change that. It's not such a thing as a positive Avera. It's an active Maase Avera. So that, that's, that's, I believe, what the Minchat Chinuch is saying. If you want to take another example of such an idea, we have the Gemara and Brachot tells us that if somebody passes by uh, Bet Knesset in the morning and they're, 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 they're davening Shacharit, so shouldn't pass by a, a, a Bet Knesset if he hasn't davened and not go in. And the, the Gemara says over there that if a, if a person does, so he's guilty, it's a terrible Avera. We don't find the same language used in the Gemara on somebody who overslept and he missed Shacharit totally. Seemingly it would be worse. It could very well be that the explanation is this. If a person didn't damage Shacharit, so he didn't get an opportunity to talk to Hashem. He missed an opportunity. He missed an opportunity, a mitzvah. He missed the chance to connect with Hashem that morning. If a person passes by a bit Knesset and they are engaged in talking to Hashem and he doesn't feel the need to go in, what he's doing is he's saying in a proactive way that that relationship is not important. That's worse. Because there it's being done practically. It's not just negligence that you didn't get up. You forgot to set your alarm clock. You went to sleep late the night before that. You woke up 12 o'clock. Oh, Miss Shacharit today. It's, it's more than that. It's an active, proactive, not valuing that connection. That's worse. And that's why the Gemara says there's a, a special din uh, v'cheshbon on that. So that that's something to remember. When is a person become mechuyav in a mitzvah ta If it's a mitzvah that's uh, that's time bound, that's on a specific time or a specific day, could be on that day. But at the end of the day, if you didn't do whatever you have to do before the mitzvah, um, then you won't have the chance to be mekayem the mitzvah. There are a few mitzvot, like we pointed out, the mitzvah building a sukkah, which might be part and parcel of the mitzvah say. Of course, there are different layers of making something part of the mitzvah. The more a person invests in the preparation of a mitzvah, the more that mitzvah will be beloved and valuable to him. Hidur mitzvah is not only about the beauty of the mitzvah itself, it's also about the time, care, and investment that a person makes. I could have somebody, you know, if if if, if I'm a high-end lawyer and I'm charging $1,000 an hour, so then I'll just hire somebody to buy me a $500 etrog. That's not the same thing as taking the time out of your busy schedule, going down and showing care and love and devotion to a mitzvah by picking it out yourself. You can't necessarily quantify that halachically, but it's certainly a different experience. So that that's outside of what we're talking about. We're talking about simply in the halachic sense, if a person was negligent before the chag, doing whatever he has to do in order to be mekayem the mitzvah, at the end of the day he wasn't mekayem the mitzvah. That's, uh, and then there's something else. There's certain instances where a person, by being negligent, it's not a matter of negligence. When a person is proactively showing that he doesn't care, there he's doing an avera b'kum That's something else. And the two averot that that's true, um, are Pesach and Karet, with actively not doing that mitzvah, 
actually is a violation of the Brit with HaKadosh Baruch Hu, that's why the punishment is that much more severe. This audio series has been brought to you by the Sephardic Halakha Center. The center is committed to advancing research and application of Halakha in the Sephardic community nationwide. For a halachic consultation, monetary bedin services, to order this series or to sign up to receive the Sephardic Halakha Journal, or for all other information, please call 1-844-200-TSHC or email info at thesh.org to subscribe.